It takes two. Amy Eiler, JJ Gordon. It's part two of our Wolf Talk series here on KFGO. And if you're just catching up with us, I declared that 2023 was going to be the year of the wolf, where I learned a bunch of wolf facts. I dismissed the myths. And Amy Eiler is going along for the ride. In I fact, love it. We've been telling people about this series, and everyone's been pretty excited about it. <laughs> Which is amazing, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I, I mean, I like it too. Maddie Witt is back with us. Maddie, welcome back to KFTO Radio. Hi, good to hear you two again. So we're continuing, and if you missed it, it's podcast at KFTO.com, our first round of wolf talk. And we learned a little bit about, you know, why wolves are howling in the night. It's not, in fact, at the moon. And we learned about some of the wolves that, in, that could be in our neck of the woods and the different wolves that are out there. Um, but this is just a straight up like question from this is what I was looking at, like frequently asked questions on Google about wolves. Cause that's, those are clearly the ones they want to know. And do, sure thing, yeah. and do wolves hunt people? Do wolves hunt people? That is an excellent question. And one that we answer here all the time. Uh, no, they do not. Um, wolves are naturally what we call neophobic, which is a big fancy science word for, uh, frightened of anything new. It's a survival mechanism. Um, so anything that their parents don't teach them is safe to interact with. They will usually try and avoid, um, and that includes humans. So for the most part, uh, wolves are going to try and stay out of our way. They do not hunt people for food. They are more afraid of us than we are of them. Sort of like sharks. Don't they believe that about sharks, too? Like, it's more curiosity. I mean, has there ever been a wolf attack on a human? I'm sure there yeah, has um, been. But, like, in your knowledge, like, it's not happening on a real frequent basis. Right. It's not frequent at all. Um, there have actually only been two fatal attacks that were considered predatory by wolves on humans in North America in the last 60 years. Um, and both of those cases were either injured, ill, or um, wolves that had been habituated, that had been fed by people and gotten too used to them. Mm -hmm. um, so just like other wildlife, that tends to be when you have those problems happening. Um, but overall, the odds are very, very low. You're actually much more likely to be killed by a vending machine in North America than you are a wolf. Oh my oh, gosh, really? that, I love that stat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, we were talking about how you know, they're howling at night. They're sort of, they're communicating with other wolves. We were talking about sort of this, the span in which they cover, they'll have like a territory um, with a certain pack or whatever of wolves, but are they nocturnal? Are they just, are they up all night and sleeping all day? Is that why they're howling at night? Sure. Uh, wolves are actually mostly crepuscular. Um, we got all the vocab words coming in today, <laughs> I guess. Uh, which, <laughs> yeah, and crepuscular means they tend to be most active around dawn and dusk. Um, that's when their prey is active. Uh, you know, us living in the, the northern part of the country, we know if you're driving at dawn and dusk, that's when you've got to watch out for the deer because that's when they're up um, and foraging as well. So they're typically um, crepuscular or around dawn and dusk, but they can be a little bit more nocturnal in the summertime when those daytime temperatures are higher. Um, their activity can shift to be more at night. Otherwise, they tend to be really restful in the middle of the day, and then they'll usually sleep for a couple hours in the middle of the night, too. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, Maddie Witt is with us, education supervisor. Uh, 
at the International Wolf Center. I mean, if you're asking yourself, well, what does Maddie really have to do with wolves? Should we be taking this as the gospel? Yeah, you should. Maddie's dealing with wolves all the time. Well, not directly. It's not like well, hanging out with wolves. I mean, are you, are you, Maddie? Are you? are you working with wolves on a regular basis? That's a very good question. We do have a live ambassador pack of wolves um, that are raised here on site at the center that people can see through our observation windows. Um, and since they are what we call socialized, so they're hand-raised by our staff so that they're comfortable with humans looking at them and being around humans. Um, we do have some of our staff able to go in with the wolves, but of course they're wild animals. And so not just anybody is able to do that and it requires training to do so. But yeah, we have wolves that live here with us and people are able to see them at our visitor center. Are you are you one of the staff people that can go on, go in and be a part of these wolves' lives? I am, yes. You are. Mm. Okay, so what has your experience been like doing that? And um, just tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, it's, I'm sure, as you know, you're probably thinking, it is a pretty awesome experience um, to be able to interact with them, um, to help raise them up from pups. Uh, that being said, they're definitely not dogs. Um, part of it is that, you know, they're used to us. They're comfortable with us. They've been raised here in this environment. But the other half of it is that we really have to adapt our behavior when we interact with them. Um, how I always like to kind of describe it to people is interacting with the wolves would be like interacting with your dog if they all of a sudden grew up and had their own personality in life. Like your dog is frozen in the baby stage and these wolves are teenagers and adults. <laughs> so yeah. there's a lot of like respecting their space and their boundaries. Um, and making sure that we have safe behavior with them as well. Is there anything that you have to do when you like sort of go in and out of their space? Like, are, are there scents that you're careful of or anything like that? I mean, I would assume that a wolf, I mean, I know what a dog's nose is like. You probably have have how sensitive a wolf's nose is, but are they sensitive to to smell? Yeah, they can be. Um, they're pretty adaptable. You know, their sense of smell is, is really so sensitive that no matter what you, you know, kind of smell like, they can still tell it's your scent underneath there. Sure. Um, we do try to wear the same or similar clothes so that they understand kind of all of the staff belong in the same category and they can recognize us a little bit better. Um, but they will some, sometimes respond to smells. Um, the other day, I actually, I had a new lotion on my hands and, and went in there and they were doing a behavior called scent rolling. Um, so when they recognize or they encounter an unfamiliar smell. We don't know exactly why wolves do this, but they all do. They'll actually kind of rub their face and body along it. Um, and they were doing that all over my hands. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we do have to be mindful of those things. But overall, they're pretty good at recognizing us and, and kind of understanding about Yeah, them. a wolf was just like rolling and rubbing its head all over your hands. No big deal. <laughs> like, yeah. that sounds terrifying. <laughs> Maddie, yeah, I, it's uh, it takes some adjusting, but you yeah, can get to it. I, I bet. I'm curious about this. So, wolves are an animal that appear a lot in folklore. Uh, you know, you think of like the founding of Rome, right? And they talk about uh, what was it, Rom Romulus and Remus. And why do you think humans have so uh, have put so much into the wolf as far as some way that we tell our history and we tell our stories and our myths. 
Yeah, um, it is a really fascinating kind of phenomenon how often wolves show up in stories around the world. Um, they are really widespread throughout the Northern Hemisphere, so a lot of cultures would have come into contact with wolves at some point. Um, but I think one of the things that's most fascinating about wolves for people is um, when you observe them and you, you, know, you get to learn about them a little more, they really are such a, a social hunter, and humans also are social hunters. So they live in that kind of family and pack dynamic, um, and that's something that would have been common in a lot of human cultures as well. So I think that's really um, where some of that kind of fascination comes from, is seeing that mirrored in wolves. When you approach a wolf in, in your job, do they have the same greeting behaviors as a dog? Like, can you tell if they're mad if the hackles go up? Can you tell if they're happy if their tail is wagging? I have no idea, but... Sure, sure. Uh, a lot of the behaviors are really similar, right? Because dogs have evolved from wolves. Um, so all of those greeting behaviors that your dog has for you, like the tail wagging, face licking, um, those all came from wolves doing that to other wolves as part of their kind of social family to greet them. So some wolves do, some wolves don't. It depends on the, the individual wolf and the relationship that they have with you. Um, some of them are a little bit more enthusiastic about greeting than others, but yeah, sometimes we do get tails wagging and, and face licking and that kind of thing. Um, and it depends on the day too. The same wolf might do that to you one day and then tomorrow be like, you know, I'm not really into it. I'm just going to walk away and, and leave you over here. So it's very variable. Do they have the same kind of, uh, uh, like mother and young type of wild animal, you know, activity that we, ex you know, you see a bear with its cubs and you know that she is going to do everything she can to protect them. And it's the more dangerous time to interact with that. Is it the same way with wolves? I know that you had talked about most packs are, are, uh, you know, a family pack essentially. Sure. Yeah. You can see that with wolves um, and the whole pack, you know, as opposed to, to bears and, and some other animals, the whole pack will really participate in caring for and, and defending the young. So they can be quite defensive of their den sites. Um, but typically this is actually really only comes in as a problem um, with wolves and dogs. So if you have hunting dogs or free roaming dogs um, that are coming around den sites, the wolves are going to interpret that as another wolf or another canine threatening their pups. Um, and that's where you run into a lot of issues with uh, wolves killing domestic dogs. With humans, oftentimes their their fear of people can can be so strong that it even overrides um, trying to protect the young. For instance, there are researchers like with the Voyagers Wolf Project or with Mexican gray wolves that actually go into wolf dens um, to count pups and to sample and everything. And they've reported cases where Mom has accidentally been in the den when they've gotten there, and she runs off into the woods. She stays a couple hundred yards away the whole time they're dealing with the pups and then comes back in when the people leave. Oh, my so goodness. So it's pretty extraordinary. Wow, that is extraordinary. Uh, do the wolves that live there, do, they have, do you have names for them all? Yeah, we do. So we have five wolves right now. Um, we have Axel and Grayson. They're our oldest. Um, wolves in the pack right now. They were born in 2016, and they are brothers. Then we have Rika, 
Um, she was born in 2021. And then our two youngest SAC members are Kaz and Blackstone, who were just born this past spring in 2022. Mm, that's wow. Cool. I mean, it must be very interesting to be able to study wolves, especially when you have young ones like that are born and you can watch that that entire progression of a lifespan of one of these amazing animals. Yeah, it is. Um, and we've learned a lot from having them here. We don't actually breed them um, here at the Wolf Center. We work with other facilities that breed their wolves. But um, in order to socialize them properly so that they're used to people and used to this environment, we usually get them between two and four weeks old. So they're very, very young. Um, and you get to really watch them develop and grow and then uh, join the rest of our wolves in our exhibit pack and kind of find their place in there. What's the lifespan for a wolf? In captivity, uh, usually it's about 12 to 15 years. Uh, in the wild, the average is more like four to six years. Oh, wow. I mean, that's, yeah, it's, it's a tough life. <laughs> and doesn't that kind of buck the trend a little bit for, you know, for animals in captivity? Like, don't they normally have shorter lifespans in some cases? In some cases, it can be true. Um, when you're looking at wolves, part of the reason that that average lifespan is, is so short um, is because pup mortality tends to be pretty high. So they're, when they're little, they're really susceptible to disease, to starvation, to any other potential predators. And so it's not uncommon for only 50% of pups to survive their first year of life. Once they're older, you know, their, their life expectancy goes up a little bit after those first couple of years. But it's still a dangerous world out there. Um, wolves, on average, only make a kill about every seven to ten days. So they're basically kind of constantly fighting off starvation. Um, they're susceptible to disease, to attack by other wolves, and there's lots of things out there that can go wrong. Maddie Witt is the education supervisor with the International Wolf Center. You can go to wolf.org and find out more it's just over in Ely, Minnesota. So if you're in the area, stop on by, check out one of these tours. Uh, meet Maddie for yourself if you're out there. Because listen, I am guessing there's a lot of people who have questions that we haven't asked. Good news. We've got a part three of our Wolf Talk series <laughs> coming up next week. Maddie, thank you so much for making some time for KFGO. Yeah, thank you. And we'll see you again next week.